it seems that a person who has a budget that could be sky's the limit has settled on a dress that sells for $4,700. What, is, what does that tell you about her? I think it, it speaks to her um, individuality and her sense of style and honestly wanting to wear a gown that she loved the most, regardless of the price. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. Well, kind of, <laughs> I guess. It's a good is a relative term. Um, so uh, first and foremost, welcome uh, to the show. Uh, we are fastly approaching uh, two years. Oh my goodness. I'm... Where to go? I don't know. I look in the mirror and I figure it out. That, but other than that, uh, it's been real fun to be doing the shows as long as it, as long as I have been. It's just the fun, and it's a, it's a been. A, it was a nice day, and uh, and then it got not so nice, and <laughs> so. But you know, I'm not going to waste a lot of time. Let's just start off uh, right off nice, you know, with the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? When? Now. Now? 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 No. When? Now. Ah, and it's here. And uh it's it's been a it's been an interesting week, guys. It's been an interesting week. Um I uh, I've been tripling up gigs again. Yesterday was another triple, and uh, I know I did. I doubled a couple uh, last week. I talked about this. Um, then I doubled over the weekend. Then I tripled again, and then I tripled yesterday. It feels so good to triple up in a gig because uh, you know I did a morning gig where I was up in Manchester, and I was done with that by like eleven thirty noon, and then I had a gig locally in Salem, which was at two thirty. That got done at around four. I had a gig in Boston. I had to be there by four thirty, and I was. And then you know, it's just I love working. I really do. I just love work. I'm I'm I don't think I'd ever be one of these guys that hate working because I used to be that guy that would look at the clock and go, oh, let's see, sixty seconds is a minute. 60 minutes is now and i would click 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 and i feel bad for people who have that life where they have to look at a clock and just count down the fucking hours and it's miserable and uh i just i'm glad that i really well i've had a couple jobs like that but they you know they only last as long as they do and as a comic i'm on stage going fuck 40 in front of these assholes this is terrible so 
But speaking of good gigs, uh, I actually just, I know I talked about Scrooge last week. And, you know, Scrooge is, it was like, well, Scrooge isn't, you know, for another six months away. But, you know, it happens. Uh, and then I was talking to the same guy. He runs uh, the same producer, runs the, uh, the theater. And uh, guess who's coming back in October? That's right. Mr. Char Latan, the hysterical medium at large. He's coming back. Um He's, I don't know, he's, he, I thought they drove him out of town, but apparently they want him back. Um, so that's, uh, that's going to be, so that's a lot of good things. And I got some big things this weekend, but I'll go over that at the end of the show. Um, and the other thing I wanted to actually talk about is, uh, this, this bothered me today. Um, I had, I had, a, I had a day where like, it's, it's, here's my day. This was my day. I got up. I'm like, my God, it's a beautiful day. Let's go down to the beach because I love going to the beach. It zones me out. I get very zen. I put on my headset. I have this stick and I just walk the beach like an old man. It's fucking cool. It's just, it's like, and like it's not, no, it's not like a metal detector or anything like that. I'm not looking, ah, fucking metal. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, so I walk the beach. I walk up and down. I walk over some of the rocks and sometimes it's low tide, sometimes it's high. And it's just so. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, 80? Yeah, 85! Um, but I just walked the beach, and it's just, it's just cool, and it's and the wind was uh, enough, so it was cool enough, but the sun was nice and hot, and it's just, and I come back, and there's some guys that are just doing, I got, an, I got, I got really good neighbors, and one of the neighbors having construction, and they've had nothing but problems with their house. They had some mold and stuff, so they have these contractors, and as some of you might know, I, I did construction for a very long time. I was in the construction field. I did surveying and engineering. And I was on construction sites constantly. So I didn't understand the mentality. But these guys like, ah, oh, I want to fucking kill somebody. And my thing, and, and now that I'm older, like when I was 20, I was like, yeah, I understand these guys. They're, for, you know, they're Mr. Fuck You. They're just like me and Mr. Fuck You. And I'm realizing that I'm Mr. Go Fuck Yourself. I used to be Mr. Fuck You. Now I'm Mr. Go Fuck Yourself. I have no tolerance for other humans. And then I went to my niece's, oh my God, moving on ceremony. I don't know why they call it a moving on. The fucking thing took like two and a half hours. There was I've seen movies that were shorter. Gone with the wind. War and peace. Fuck. It's just, and everybody got an award. First of all, you got an award. For just graduate you don't even it's i want to graduate you just you go from fifth grade into sixth and they were celebrating mediocrity and and i know brendan is listening right now and we have uh we have three lists so karen brendan uh and uh drew are listening right now and i will say that uh brendan with this this is why the aliens don't come i swear to god your show is never gonna go off the fucking air it will never go off the air because the idiocy, the mor- the the moronic uh, things, it's just it never fucking stops. And people are—they're all like these suburbanites, just hanging out, looking at their little fucking drones, going, "Look how precious they are! Look what they did! They gra- you're so fucking supposed to! You're supposed to graduate! And if you can't go from fifth to sixth grade." You should be wearing a helmet. Even the kids that I went to school with that wore helmets graduated. They went from fifth to sixth grade. It wasn't a big feat. It didn't take a lot of, you know, it wasn't like you were going to win like a Nobel or a Pulitzer or a fucking Emmy or an Oz. You just fucking, (laughs) just fucking. 
And then my nephew comes over to me and he goes, hey, what's going on? He's, he's, he's fucking miserable at 18 and he kills me. I'm like, please fuck it. So now him and I are mumbling to each other like two old men going, like sitting on a park bench going, these fucking people, look at them, these fucking stupid fucking. He's like, I don't know why I'm, I'm fucking. So I left. So I, I every, 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 everybody was done. <laughs> just, I couldn't stay for the whole thing. I was like, no, I can't. I was there an hour and a half, and it was just, fuck. And, oh, oh, and Brendan, you'll get a kick out of this. There's a guy there. There's a guy walking around taking pictures. He's wearing a shirt, a T-shirt, right? You would think some people get dressed up, some people. It doesn't matter, you know, one of these things. So some people are dressed up, some people aren't. This guy, and I'm not even joking, this guy's wearing a shirt, has a Rubik's Cube on it. And you know what it says? And this is at, these are like fifth, and these kids are graduating fifth grade fifth grade they're like nine ten years old rubik's cube it says on the top the more you play with it underneath the rubik's cube the harder it gets i'm like that is inappropriate it's completely fucking inappropriate <laughs> oh fucking oh they don't even know what rubik's, i know they don't know what a rubik's cube is they don't but the more you play with it, the harder get, the harder it gets. That's just not fucking cool. <laughs> I hate my, I hate my species. I do, and I know that I'm only in this corporeal vessel for this one more lifetime. I know that, I know that. But the more I encounter them, they do. They used to shock me, and I used to feel bad for them. And now I just go, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like really, oh. It's a pubic's cube, yes. Thank you. That's now that's inappropriate as well, especially around the kids. But you know something? Speaking of inappropriate, what do you say we play a game with the listening audience? Uh, Drew, Karen, and Brendan are currently listening. And if you're listening through my website, markscalia.com, thank you for that. And if you're listening to this uh in, in in the archive shows because we're going out live but then the shows get archived and then they get uploaded to uh, iTunes uh, through my podcasting site and if you're listening through iTunes thank you for that as well and uh, be sure to check out some of the other shows as well uh, we got a we got a fantastic show but I'm going to play a quick little game with the audience so you guys can all play along whether you're listening through uh, my website or through iTunes of course it's already happened so you can't actively participate but that's enough rambling let's play Piano Man Ah, uh, Piano Man. This is where I play you a song that someone plays on a piano, and it's a top 40 song, and all you got to do is figure out if you know the top 40 song it is. And if you get it right, if you're one of the uh, online chatters, and if you're listening through a website and you do want to be an online chatter, just click the box you're listening to, and it will zip you right over to the broadcasting site, uh, Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com. Uh, and then you can live chat. You just sign on using a Facebook address. And, and that, as they say, is that. So if you get the answer right, you'll get this. And, of course, if you get it incorrect, you get this. So, oh, quick little segue. I said <laughs> there was a kid. One of the kids graduated. I guess he's like a Down syndrome or something like that. And I go... And everybody's like cheering for him. I'm like, well, that's great. It's you know, it's great supportive stuff. And I said, I said, what? I said, how is uh, you know, what does he have? I mean, how is he? How is he retarded? And of course, my nephew goes, you can't say that word anymore. I go, what? He's you can't say retarded. And I went, 
Well, he didn't call him retarded. I just said, what type of retardation does he have? And he goes, you can't say it. And I go, I can say any fucking thing I want. He goes, not on school property. I'm like, that's ridiculous that you can't say shit anymore. It's like, this is, it's so fucking big brother. It's that's yeah that's that's retarded and queer yeah. <laughs> Are you retarded? No, stop, stop it, stop it. You can't say anything like that. All right, that's completely inappropriate. So, but back to the game. Here you go, guys. Let's see if you know this one. It's about forty seconds long. See if you get it. This one's easy. You know what? Just type it right in. Animals. Yes. And who sings it? It is animals. 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 <laughs> it's granimals. It's granimals. <laughs> no idea. What do you mean, no idea? He's on the voice, but it's not just him. <laughs> the guy from that show. Yeah. What a maroon. Five of them. <laughs> Maroon 5, Drew got it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know something? If the president could say nigger on, on Mark M- Mark Maron's show, then I can say retarded on mine. I don't see the big deal. It's just a word. Man, I should play the Lenny Bruce thing. I should play the Lenny fucking Bruce. Every time somebody's being oppressed, I'm going to play Lenny Bruce. That's my new thing. Lenny Bruce! Okay, here's another one. find it ironic that this song is being played on a piano when it's actually the name of another instrument. Sounds like Mr. Rogers, doesn't it? Head better be bobbing. <laughs> Don't suck at it. Uh, oh, the trumpets by Bruno Mars. No. What is this? What's this? Salon 5. What did Karen press? Go to the link. Oh, now I have to look at this. Famous comedians and how politically incorrect they were. There we go. On how poli- it's killing. That's right. Yes. Jerry Seinfeld and. Y'all got together. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of not being able to say what the fuck I want. And I'm just going to say what the fuck I want. Anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. My focus is completely off. Uh, Trumpets is the song, but Bruno Mars does not sing it. Jason Derulo sings it. So, uh, you know something? I'll give you one of these. And one of these. And then, of course, the song's like this. Yeah, the drums, they swing low. And the trumpets, they go. The trumpets they blow. All right, nobody needs any of that. So, all right. And the last one, excuse me. Oh, I fucking coughed and I turned the wrong dial down. Anyway, I'm a little off tonight. Uh, like it's anything different. This one's tough. button 
buddy? That's like got six chicks playing in it. And most of them are okay. <laughs> it's the it's the um <laughs> there's the largest Ariana we have. Uh <laughs> cricket. <laughs> you know something? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just get to it. It's it's Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj singing bang bang. And I gotta say, I mean, I'm I I'm I believe everybody's equal and equally up for attacking and being said about i gotta say i saw that video i had i watched the video i watched the video for that and <laughs> between ariana grande and Nicki minaj they are setting back women's rights at least at least 75 years close to 75 pushing 80 but what the fuck like you look at them and i hate to say it but they look like whores it's like i can't even i'm like what is it about them that I want to actually respect? And I'm like, oh, no, just show me your ass and bounce your boobs and, and just wiggle around and then make out with each other and then go, no, we, we want to be taken seriously as women. And I'm like, if a guy did it, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's all ridiculous. Everything's ridiculous. There are definitely some women that shouldn't be able to vote. I agree. Humans in general, Americans in general, a lot of them. Not, they should have to pass an IQ test. You really should. Not just because you live here anymore. <laughs> oh, you be all up in that and all the unions. No, no, no. Whatever. So <laughs> let's get somebody in trouble on the break. And speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we have an amazingly funny comedian uh, joining the show. Uh, I was uh, very lucky to bump into him when I did and uh, to get him on the show. Super funny. Drew Dunn is coming to the show. And if you looked at the name of the show, it's no mystery why this Drew is funny. <laughs> I just come up with that shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And we'll be right back. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? You say that you're a pretty normal, horny old man. Talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. What's in store for these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator. One ugly motherfucker. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. 
Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Regardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype is the very funny Mr. Drew Dunn, everyone. Drew, how are you? Ah, oh, the audience loves you. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we are. Yeah? yeah. Their fluctuating tones show how much they love me. <laughs> they do. And they're like, turn. Isn't he great? No, they hate him. Isn't he great? No, they. <laughs> it's, laughter is canned and it sounds so canny. So, Drew, uh, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for being yes. part of it. Thank you for having me. Uh, and you and I, I think we met for the first time uh, at Oscar's Pinatas. Yes. Uh, where you were uh, you were helping assist roast Ralphie J, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. That was a very, very fun show. And I had I, an awesome time doing that. And you were fantastic, man. I'm like, this guy is going to hurt somebody. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the best part is that I had only met Ralph one time before that, so I had no knowledge of him going in. And, you know, I kept writing it and it kept getting pushed back. So I just kept kind of adding stuff and <laughs> it, it ended up being being awesome. And I, I had a great time doing it. Yeah. And you you really did. You did a fantastic. And you don't you don't you only met uh, Ralphie J like once you said. Yeah, once I did. a <laughs> I did a show with him at the arena in Nashua on New Year's Eve. It was a, it was a great show. Um, I opened for him and he he liked me and he said, hey, why don't you come down and do my open mic? Then he reached out to me like a week later and said, hey, we're doing a roast to me. How'd you like to roast me? I was like, I don't know anything about you. Like, I was afraid that he was take all this stuff personal, but I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just go for broke. <laughs> and that's fun. Well, no, that says a lot about you because, uh, you know, Ralphie, Ralphie likes funny people or people he knows, and hopefully they're the same people. So right. that's, uh, that's a huge comment. And you did, you, you fucking buried his ass that night, which was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> And I put I put all your stuff up. Uh, Drew Dunn, you can see you can go see him on Facebook at Drew Dunn Comedy. He's got a website. One of the few comics, one of the few newer or younger comics, I should say, say younger, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, he's got a website, DrewDunnComedy.com, Which what the fuck? How, how'd that happen? Most comics are like but, oh, no, I don't want a website. I don't want to do that. Well, my. Uh... My dad is a software engineer. My one of my younger brothers is a software engineer. My older brother is a software engineer, and then the brother who's just now learning how to code made me that website. He's like fifteen. <laughs> it's like, hey, we need a side project for him. Why don't you fucking make me a website? That sounds and, great. <laughs> and how how old do you do? How old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm 23. Oh, so fucking young. And how long you been at it? I started. I did my first open mic when I was 21, in January of what was that 2014. So I've been at it about a year and a half now. Oh God, I wish I was that funny at two years in. <laughs> I, well, you know something, I probably was. I just look back and go, my God, what the fuck? Because I look at all my old stuff and go, how did the fuck did I ever get out of that? Yeah, know, right. Playing knife fight clubs and people literally <laughs> on people throwing shit and just nobody paying attention. Yeah, it's I, I I guess it's a little more um, kind of like a community now. You know, there's some places that are better than others, others obviously, but I've never had anything thrown at me. Yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've had <laughs> we've had comics threatened. Like, uh, there's this old comic. His name is Frankie Bastille. He's he's been dead a while, but he came in a Knicks one night, 
And when uh, the Comedy Connection was down the street at the Child's Playhouse, he come in and he goes, these motherfucking big raspy voice, these motherfuckers are starting some shit, so I need some of you fucking comics to come down there and help me out. And I'm like 22, 23, and I was like, yeah, let's go down. And we're walking down Charles Street like we're getting in a fucking brawl. And there was like Jesus. six of us. And, you know, I was in good shape. And, of course, I'm fucking 22, 23. Yeah. It was fucking stupid. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into a fight now. Yay. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, the fucking outsiders. Like, it, that's what it like, was. Everybody walking down with their freaking chains out of their pockets. Yeah. Slick back hair. Yeah. Comb, comb switch blades. Do it for Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was the Swayze character because I was the one going, all right, now you stay back. I was organizing everybody. <laughs> Come on, soda pop. <laughs> Frankie Bastille was the Tom Cruise wanted to kill everybody for no fucking reason. Oh, what oh, a bizarre awesome. reference. That's so fucking funny. Oh, and this last website, um, you can visit him on rooftopcomedy.com, uh, and he's under comics under Drew Dunn, um, which I think I'm under rooftop as well. They actually asked if they could use one of my videos. Uh, when I was up in Canada, I think it's rooftop comedy. Yeah, they uh, they reached out to me after I did my I did my first set at Laugh Austin, and they picked out this joke about Taco Bell that they really liked and put it up there, and yeah, just kind of add stuff here and there. So it's it's a it's a good little networking site. You know, you meet kind of see a lot of different people and how their sets have evolved over time. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and they're really I mean, it's they're taking a real serious approach. Like they're not trying to be something. They're just going, here, we're just gonna network. We're gonna host some comics. It's all free. Yeah. Here's a release. If we make money, then you make money. And it's just it's such a oh, it's good to see shit like that happening. Yeah, so. definitely. So and here's the big news that I didn't know, which was all uh, uh on Facebook. Dude, you got married. Yes. Yeah, I got married last Saturday. You're twenty three. What Yeah. You got married. Yeah, I know. I know. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> take it back. I take it all back. Okay. <laughs> now you're gonna have people throwing shit at you real soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I've been I've been kind of using the whole engaged young thing on stage, and uh, that's the general. I feel like most people just yell out, "Don't do it." Yeah. Take it from me, kid. <laughs> you took everything. No, it's I love I love being married. I'm just glad yeah. that I waited. Yeah, I mean, I uh, we met in high school. We stayed together all through college. We've been together for like, oh, five and a half years now. So, uh, um, it it was gonna happen. So why not? Why not now? Oh, yeah. oh, oh sorry. That's the that's, that's, that's the wrong soundbite. Sorry, <laughs> I don't have an I don't have an awe soundbite because oh. I'm not sensitive like that. Hold on. Do I have an <laughs> awe? Oh no, I don't. Okay, I don't. Um, but you got married, it, and I'm like. God, see, here's the thing. You're a funny guy, and you're a good-looking guy, and <laughs> I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. When I was 22, man, and I was doing stand-up. I was a, just a thriving hormone. <laughs> That's all I was doing. Yeah, was, I was just only walking around. You're getting things thrown at you on stage. You're getting pussy oh, thrown at you yeah. on stage, too. You know, you know sure. comedy, I, I have to say this. Comedy, I, I would say comedy never got me laid. Let's no. No, it never did, which it's usually, I mean, if you're in a band, oh yeah, you get laid if you're in a band. Even the drummer gets laid, which is stupid. Right. Um, He does nothing except show up with all the rest of the equipment. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't, because, you know, most of the guys, it's just fucking. It's not, it's not a sexy thing. It's like a best friend. You've probably been friend zoned a few times because you're of the comedy, but you never get laid because of it. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know. When I was young, I was just like, <laughs> it just, it yeah, just right, it didn't right. matter to me. 
Yeah. Uh, but now, and, I, and when I when I saw this on Facebook, I'm like, dude, you want to not do the show Wednesday because you got married on Saturday? You're like, no, 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 do the show. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys yeah, going I'm on a, a honeymoon? Yeah, we're going on honeymoon July 5th. Uh, we're going down to Jamaica, so that'll be a lot of fun. Looking oh, forward to that. You're going to love it, man. You're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to having a great time down oh, in Jamaica. Stay, stay close to the most of the. Stay at the hotel, man. Don't, yeah. don't venture outside. <laughs> Yeah, man, you don't leave the resort because then you get your wallet and your wristwatch taken. No, that would slit your throat as well. You're crazy. <laughs> so, oh, and that's oh. the other thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I noticed that here's the thing. Um, about what about seven about seven eight years ago, um, I was I started I started acting fifteen years ago. But about seven eight years ago, everybody's like, you know, you do so many characters and stuff like that. You should do it in stand up. And I went, I don't know how to integrate it. And then I figured out how to integrate it. And you were like the only other guy that does true character accents. And I only saw yeah. a snippet of what you could do. But I was like, he's really you're like you're very good. Now, do you have any acting experience or just? Um, no, I'm looking to kind of get into that world, you know, get into acting and voice acting and all that kind of stuff. But I haven't done any of that. I mean, I did like, like peacock players when I was like eight years old. What the hell is that? And I, it was like a little, like put on a play for your parents type of thing. <laughs> my parents, basically, basically my parents like trying to get me into, to, it um, sounds, it acting. sounds so it was, sad. It sounds yeah, so sad. We were, we were like, we, we had to remake the, um, the three little pigs, like rewrite it and like act it out. <laughs> and it ended up being that I was the big bad wolf, which I thought, all right, I got the big part. Let's and we leave. rewrote it so that he dies like what? right away. So I spent most of the time just laying on the ground in front of my parents. You didn't even a good death scene. You just fucking died. <laughs> no, I, I just, I just died. I think like one of the, the pigs just came out of his straw house and like hit me with an ax and I just laid there and then they just were fine. And they had their own little thing going on. <laughs> I was really young. I just laid there dead as a wolf. <laughs> oh, now I wish I had a, Oh <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the only thing I have on my acting resume. as of What? Right now. And it was just so. your, was it you and your family? No, it was like a, or it was, a neighborhood. It's, thing. it's like this. No, it's like this thing you sign up for and go to like an acting class for like young people and you just put on the play like in a room for your parents after you kind of do like a couple of classes with them it sounds a little culty it was very culty yeah we had to drink <laughs> some sort of drink before we started and you were executed <laughs> cut, cut my hand and sacrifice a, a lamb it was just slice yeah, the inner palm <laughs> squeeze it into a jar you know right <laughs> so how do you how'd you uh how'd you learn the accents um, you know, my, my dad does some voices. Uh, it's kind of always something I did. Um, you know, like growing up, I would just kind of, I would, I would hear people talk differently and I'd want to, you know, try that. And I remember I, I tried, we, there was a show all that on Nickelodeon. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's like a, it was like a kid sketch comedy show on Nickelodeon and they had this competition for funniest kid in America. Mm -hmm. So I, I put in a tape to enter for it cause I wanted to try and get on the show and an actual I tape did, or a dvd you young punk it was a it was a vhs good i'm not yes yeah. <laughs> good i was around for the evolution of the vhs yes my mom had the gigantic camera so you felt like you were a superstar but it's still shot in terrible quality well th no, wait a minute still, then, then again you were born in what 92 92 yeah so. fuck 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 <laughs> i hate these kids <laughs> Fuck. I was using that video camera in 92, dude. And you were like, this is fucking top of the line. Yeah, I had a fucking bag phone and a Motorola bag phone. I was zipping around. I'm like, 
fucking car. It was awesome. <laughs> so oh, you went like, on you so you submitted a tape yeah, to Nickelodeon. Yeah, so I submitted the tape. I, I did like some characters. I, I was walking around my black lap pretending to be um Steve Irwin from <laughs> like the Australian Outback. Like Crikey, we have a, a large black lab. <laughs> I watched it recently and I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Like, cause when I sent it off, I was like, Oh, I know I'm going to get it. Like I nailed that. And then I looked at it later. I was like, I look like a fool. Yeah. You know what you should do? Tape it and then destroy the original. Yes. Digi- I digitize it. Could you have the capability to go from VHS to digital? Yeah. It's some like adapter you can buy now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Something I, like that. I have all the stuff still. Uh, yeah. But it's just you should fucking destroy it. <laughs> trust me, <laughs> trust me. Like you want it digitally, you know what it is. It, you're gonna keep it like porn. You're gonna have it under a file that you like nobody else can ever find. And then they're gonna open it up and go, "Oh, I miss Juice so much. What is this? Oh my god, what the fuck?" And people are gonna be horrified <laughs> when they watch it. It's like worse than clearing your browser. It's like no one's gonna find it. Right. <laughs> like they find old stand up bits and people are horrified. Yeah. I wish oh you had god. porn collection. I really do. This is terrible. <laughs> uh so you got married and yep. uh you're doing the stand-up thing and you're trying to get into the acting thing uh yep. and you've been doing fuck like two years god bless you man what's your favorite club now um I, i've been working down at dick doherty's a lot in boston and in yep. worcester um so i like working- worcester club more than the boston club i gotta I- say yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. The Worcester Club, it's real small and intimate, low ceilings. Mm-hmm. It's packed pretty much every weekend. I think I've only had one show that was under like 35, 40 people. But usually you get 50, 60 people in there, and it's it's an awesome show. And, yeah. you know, they're there for comedy. You get a heckler here and there, but they're they're awesome. The crowd will get on your side, and it's, it's yeah, a great I mean, room. I have a lot of fun up there. I mean, I'm usually there at least three or four times a month. So His, his Boston Club, like, I like the Boston Club, but it's never going to be the vault. No, exactly. And that's and that's what they, you know, and especially, you know, they don't promote it. There's no kind of just no marketing for it at all. And and now it's kind of getting that reputation of it's never going to be the vault. So now it's it. Yeah, which, gonna which go I feel terrible for, that, for you know? because, you know, the vault was the vault was the place. I mean, when you did the right. Sunday, I, I mean, I hosted the Sunday open mic thing for like one whole summer. And mm-hmm. we went from going from like 25 guys, 25 comics in the show going to like quarter past midnight. I got it down to 20 guys. Show started right at nine and the show was over by 1130. It was tight. Yeah. And it was fun. And we did, I did surprise set. So nobody knew when they were going to go up. And I found out the newer guys and the, the veterans would come in and I'd work them out and people had long drive. It was so much fun. And the vault is really you, you don't really hang out there. It's like it's not that draw, which yeah, maybe it's just it's, the, the, I, the 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 chemical of it, you know, the chemistry. I right. Say. No, and I think part of it is because it's it's in the financial district, which just shuts down after five o'clock. You know. Yeah. The only place that has business is the place right above it, and that's just like a. Oh, uh, I just got my job as a CPA approved accountant, so I'm gonna go try and sleep with some other CPA approved accountants <laughs> over here at the bar. I'm playing it's the just odds. like that crowd. <laughs> you playing know? the it's, odds, yeah. But you would think that some of the people would come downstairs. Well, they, you know, it's some of them do, but I yeah. think they need to work a little harder to kind of network with those people upstairs and yeah. and say, hey, why don't we give you know, even if it's ten people down here and then they go right upstairs and they get free admission for the night but those guys always have like a line around the corner so it's like a you know all you'd have to do is save 10 spots and then have those people go upstairs and then you'd be fine but 
you know, yeah, I, I just, know. I just wish the chemistry was a little different and comics could, you know, I mean, we used to hang out. Like we used to, Nick's right. used to run seven nights a week and we would hang yeah. out at the club. Even if we didn't go on, we were hanging out. Then we'd we'd make the run. We'd make we'd go to next. We'd go down the street to the Comedy Connection, mm-hmm. which is at the Charles, uh, and then we'd go you know down the alley and we'd go to the Vault, and that would be a Monday or a Tuesday, and it would right. it would be like that all the time. And like comics aren't really hanging out because they're doing you know New Hampshire rooms or stuff like that, and there's a right. lot of showcase stuff, but. And uh, everything's here. Everything's here and there. You know, they're not all close yeah. together as much anymore, and. There's not shows every night. You know, there's very few. Clubs. The only club I can think of that does shows even close to every night is um, the Comedy Studio in Cambridge. You know, their yeah. their shows Tuesday through Sunday, which is another great room down there. I, I yeah, love even Laugh Boston only runs what Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, and they don't even do every Wednesday. Yeah, it's oof. Well, so, yeah, but it's you know it's 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 definitely kind of revitalizing. I think, and and a lot of articles that I've read are kind of agreeing with that. Is you know, there's a lot more of a buzz down there. There is kind of a more of a community forming than I guess there has been in the past. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we can kind of get back to. Yeah, there was a. There, I mean, when I started, it was very communal. Like everybody knew everybody, and mm-hmm. and now, I mean, they put out two articles in the Boston Globe. They go, "Oh, she's the new queen of Boston comedy." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is she?" Yeah, right. Exactly. She's like nobody, and I'm like, and I don't mean it like she's nobody. Like I don't know her. Yeah, you've just never heard of her. Yeah, right. and I mean, how could. I mean, if if you play two clubs, then you're not the king or the queen of the Boston area, right? You have to play all the fucking clubs, not just you yeah. know. You get a you, first, first of all, Boston is New England, and if you got to play as far as Portland, you know, you go to go to Portland and Manchester and Concord, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe Burlington, maybe not so much Burlington, but definitely to Springfield and yeah. you know Hartford and then Providence. So that's right. Boston. So if you don't, if you if you're not known in those areas as a working comic, then you're not a working comic. Just because exactly. you you know you could be at the studio seven nights a week and God bless them, but right if you're just playing the studio, you don't know what it's like to play Maine or exactly. Connecticut, you know. And that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned, you know, in my in my first you know year or so of stand up is it's so much reliant on the crowd because you know this is the first thing I've ever done on stage. Period. So like. You know, I'd go up there and tell a joke, and and it would do so well at this other club, and I go and tell it somewhere else, and I'd be like, oh, that, you know, that wasn't <laughs> yeah, as funny to pitches, them, or yeah. it's it's so different, and you got to constantly kind of rewrite little things in your jokes and, yeah. and adapt us to the jokes you're gonna do in order to keep a good, and that's like you're saying, you know, you have to be able to do that. You're not the king of anything. You're the king of of two clubs. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a joke I had that I and I only played Boston and North. And then mm-hmm. I got a gig down in Marshfield, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if they're going to get it. I don't know if they're going to get it. And I yeah. rewrote the joke so that it would be – because I used a very very particular local place. But, you know, they got it. But it, it is. You have to be adaptable. And, right. And I don't want to be that guy where I'm like, you know, 20-plus years in the business, and I go, who the fuck are these kids? You know, but I have to say, who the fuck are these kids? Right. Because they're not playing this. Like, I'm here, and I'm working. Yeah, and maybe I'm not in Boston as often as I should be, but I mean, clearly, you know, play a lot of different places, and mm-hmm. you know, then you start. And I had this conversation with Alan Richardson last week about some comics just playing the same places, and you get used to playing in front of the people you're playing and the other right. comics, and you start reading your own press, and you think you're yeah. really good, and all of a sudden you play, you know, uh, a, a different club, and you go, <laughs> it just you know tears out. Yeah. 
yeah, big old hit to the confidence yeah. bubble there. Yeah. Well, no, and I, that's what I've I've realized, and I've tried to get around as much as I can. You know, I really I did my first open mic in Boston, then I kind of moved up to the. I did some shows in um, Nashua and Manchester with uh, Alana, and kind of all around New Hampshire, where yep. she she books her rooms and and random little shows there. Um, I've been working with John Parada. I go down to Rhode Island at yep. least two or three times a he's month. He's still around. Oh Jesus! Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's he's still killing it too. He's the, the king of crowd work, as I <sighs> like to call him. He, he's so funny. Um, and then you know I've I've done Foxwoods a couple times. I love Paul, um, but he probably hasn't written a joke in about fifteen years. No, he no, just, he just worked the crowd, and he's fantastic at it. Yeah, he's his and he, just... he has like a formula to it too, and it's it's so awesome just to watch the crowd's reaction, and because mm. he says stuff that like you shouldn't say, you know, and that's what mm. catches people off guard, and it like oh, it's it's great, it's awesome. You, you got to see him. Um, but yeah, like like I was saying, I just try and get around, you know, and. Because that's the biggest thing too with comedy is it's it's not necessarily how funny you are it's how funny you are to that to specific people yeah you know you got to network and and meet so many different people so it's consistent just try and, too it's very it's, yeah exactly be and, and that was my biggest thing is you know I'm gonna I'm gonna work out my jokes in specific places usually around Nashua and and Manchester and stuff like that and then. When I go down to Boston, I, I want to go down and be the the kid who's funny. I don't want to be the kid who's working out jokes at a at a Saturday night show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll get into that a little later too. But I'll tell yeah. you what, Drew, uh, loving the conversation. Um, but I got to take my second break, and when we come back, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little game with you, a special, a special game that oh. I have not played in a very long time. And if you're listening, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopefully. Uh, you still are <laughs> if you're listening to the bumper um we have a weak inspiration in there for you a new one a new one i kind of rewrote them a little bit so uh enjoy the break uh we'll be back with uh, drew dunn and you're listening to radio irregardless we'll be right back it's time for another weak inspiration there is no I in team, but there's a couple in integrity, and one in shithead. Hey, I'm Alan Richardson. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. And I can only assume it's because your porn's not done loading yet, and now you're stuck listening to me, a fat guy not wearing any pants. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was last week's uh, Alan Richardson. He's a, he's a fucking nightmare funny kid. Yeah. He's just so funny. But you know something? Speaking of funny and speaking of what we got going on, hey, this game I have not played since my very first show. In the original game, I played uh, offensive phrases, but I now I have a brand new intro. Where's my intro? Come on, dude. Seriously? Oh, there it is. I just didn't put it in the right folder. Uh, intro. Oh, there it is. Can you Americans speak any other language than English? No. no. What is this? I just played that, you fucker. There we go. That was uh, foreign offensive, everybody. Where the original version of the uh, game was, I was, I would have, I was playing uh, a phrase that I was translating in Google 
Google Translator, and it was an offensive phrase in the offensive language, so you had to name the language and the phrase, um, but now I'm going to make it very easy, and so the game has kind of been uh, reincarnated, because I know you do characters and voices and accents yep. and dialects and things like that. I do, I do, thanks for that, thanks for your recognition on that. Oh, well, speaking of that, these aren't just <laughs> accents, these are actually dialects, so they could be uh, states, Not they could okay. be American states, and they could also be foreign countries. So, here's the thing, uh, it's very simple. I could even help you with the actor in the movie that you don't necessarily have to guess, but you, ha I will not help you with the actual uh, origin of the character they're playing. Okay. So it would be something like, uh, so, well, you just did a British accent or an English accent. Uh, right. So even if you were playing, say, uh, oh, the butler from blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, he's, uh, oh, it's the movie, this is the movie, and this is the actor, and this is the character. And he's playing English. English would be the correct answer. So. Gotcha. Okay. So, Drew, because you and I are speaking uh, instantaneously, uh, that's your advantage. But your disadvantage is uh, there are more listeners than of you. And uh, it's a thin night tonight. <laughs> so. Yeah. But it's but but uh, we also have listeners uh, through my website, and I've opened my website before, uh, and I just had it closed. I figured out so that nobody would call me because the hotline goes right through fucking Google Hangouts, and I had the phone wow. on before. So well, uh, somebody does use Google Hangouts. That's good to know. I love do no, I do. I'm the one. I love Google Hangouts. That's good. It's fantastic. So uh, if you get a correct answer, you'll get a correct sound. If you get an incorrect answer, you'll get an incorrect sound. That's how that works. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Here's the first one. And remember, guess what? Guess where he is from. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Put the bunny back in the box. That sounds like the deep south. It, it's, yeah, it's deep somewhere, south. Somewhere down in Alabama. Alabama? Oh, it's Con Air, and it's Nicolas Cage, and it is Alabama. I did well tonight, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll come down to Alabama, and they'll send them, put the rabbit in that box there. <laughs> so you got that one right. <laughs> now, this one's a little trickier. You might get the actual, you might get the accent or dialect quicker than you'll get the actor and the movie. Um, of course, Brendan said it was Con Air, which it was. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to name the actor, the movie, and the accent. See if you get them all. See how good you are. That man is fucking an animal. <laughs> play, it, play it again. That man is fucking an animal. That has to be Ace Ventura. Nope. No. No. It's a terrible fucking movie, and he's a terrible actor doing a terrible... And these are real terrible people that, doing them. That's like, definitely a French accent. It's it's somewhat French, yes. So Creole, then. No. Oh. And the listeners have I'm not put it in yet. Fucking an animal. <laughs> fucking an animal. Play it again. That man is fucking an animal. That man. That man. Oh, what is what accent is that? That man. It's almost like half Christopher Walken. <laughs> that man. That that man. He's fucking over there. An animal. Fucking an animal. Animal. Yeah. Animal. Damn, it's tough. Get this. The movie is Young Blood. Okay. The actor is Keanu Reeves. Oh, That's how yes. bad it is. It's like these yes, are all okay. these are I, bad. These I are bad accents. That. These are not good been, accents. <laughs> these are he's bad. done some accents. Like he played Buddha 
in a movie, and it oh, was just terrible. I know. <laughs> There's actually several Keanu Reeves. I'm only playing three today and not on duplicated. So one more time. Where that man is fucking an animal. <laughs> you got some of it right. It's almost French. Come on. Uh, my, listeners, my listeners French have chatted it up. I can't get anything but French out of that. You know what something? I'm going to give it to you if I give you more hints. Youngblood is, uh, they're all, and Patrick Swayze's in it, actually. Um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. And they're all hockey players, actually. You'll get it as soon as I say hockey play. Don't Google it. Don't you oh. fucking <laughs> cheat. I can hear you clicking. You fucking cheater. You know something? Okay, well, once you... Oh, once you get nothing. It's hockey. What I said it's hockey, then. It's, well, it doesn't sound Canadian at all. It's French-Canadian. It's French Canadian. It is. What I said was much oh, worse. Wow. But you know the answer. The, the listeners didn't put it. And you got it half right. So it's French Canadian. <laughs> Where that man is fucking an animal. That is uh, the French Canadian. The way, but he's not doing too much. Yeah. It's very. No, is, uh, it's more French Canadian. It's, it's very. It's very north. Very north in Quebec. Very north. Like where there are no people at all, there's just snow and ice. So he's, but he's doing it fucking terribly. <laughs> my wife always says, "Oh my god, he's so beautiful, but he's so fucking stupid." He's stupid. If that guy can get acting work with accents, I I should be able to walk in. You would think. Yeah. Well, there's a Family Guy episode where uh, Brian's out in L.A. and Keanu Reeves sitting there, and the woodpecker starts chomping on um, Keanu Reeves' head. He goes, "You know, your woodpecker." He goes, "Yeah, he comes and goes." <laughs> All right, and this one, fucking horrible, horrible. I for one would rather die than to spend my life in hiding. <laughs> See if you can guess the accent. He's trying. Oh man! I for one would rather die than to spend my life in hiding. I would. I for one would rather die than spend my life in hiding. I for one would rather die than to spend my life in hiding. <laughs> I for one would rather die. Keep in mind, these are life. bad accents. They're not supposed to be good. They're bad accents. Is that? <laughs> Is that a ger- that can't be German? No. Oh, Brendan got it. Robin Hood, oh, Prince that, of Thieves. Well, that's a terrible English accent. It is. He didn't do it. And by the way, unlike some other Robin Hoods, <laughs> I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> oh, right. Right. So you got two, and the audience has redeemed themselves. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, he just fucking, oh, my God. Now he's fucking, he's, he's IMDB and the whole shit right there. <laughs> Yes, Meredith. What was the uh, was Master Antonio? Oh, I had the biggest crush on her. Oh my god, <sighs> got to see her naked in the abyss. Well, topless anyway. But oh my god, I had the biggest crush on her. You have no idea. In nineteen ninety, you, you weren't even alive. Fucking an animal. That- <laughs> All I have stuck in my head is just playing that in a loop. It's fucking an animal. <laughs> It's just not fucking cool for anybody. <laughs> Where that man is fucking an animal. Yes, I hope my wife enjoys that little Keanu Reeves thing. <laughs> and if uh, and if you got it right, actually, you got you got one. No, oh, you got uh, one right. But I played the far away. But if you got, this is one of my favorite one right. This is if you got it right. Uh, see, uh, Greto. <laughs> <laughs> so these are these are bad accents. Yeah. <laughs> 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 love it all right unrecognizable that unrecognizable accent so i think we can uh, i think we can kind of move that game into the well let's keep that forever 
uh, yeah. thing. There we oh, go. Yeah. Move to trash. Here we're going to do, we're going to take our third and final break. And we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk to Drew about the three questions I ask of all my guests. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. Is it just me, or has fast food gotten worse over the years? It's like, when I was younger, it was amazing. You know, you go out there, you get a toy, you get to play, the food tasted great, but now I drive past the McDonald's and I'm just like... I really want to do that to myself today. Again. <laughs> My stomach is screaming no, but I'm already in the fucking drive-thru lane. So <laughs> it is getting worse though, right? Because like, I went to a McDonald's the other day, uh, just getting a little bit of lunch. I got a big chicken and some fries. I bring it home and I wrap it, and there was no bottom button. Sandwich. <laughs> well, my first thought, my first thought was like, all right, McDonald's, is this some Nick Cafe bullshit? <laughs> oh, oh yes, this is our open face, uh, deconstructed uh, chicken cutlet discarna. Enjoy. <laughs> you never hear somebody say, honey, you've been working hard all week. I want to take you out someplace nice, someplace amazing. Oh, honey, let's go to the McCafe. I get those shamrock shakes on to die for. This doesn't happen. But so there was no bonnet bun, and I still ate it, by the way. I didn't, I didn't go back and complain to McDonald's. But I was eating, and I got about halfway through, and that's when it kind of hit me, you know? Like, isn't the bottom bun the first fucking step to making a sandwich? <laughs> What kind of sandwich making savage is behind the line at McDonald's? Like, Alright, McChicken. <laughs> Meat on the counter! Slap a bun on top, wrap it up, I'm loving it! That's my time, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to the show. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was the aforementioned Drew Dunn at the Comedy Studio uh, talking about his experiences with fast food. And it's terrible. I had to, I had to cut that down. I, it's, it's, it's so much more, and I had to cut it down. So I'm sorry for that, Drew. It's a very no, funny okay. bit. Very funny bit. Thank you. That was actually like the second joke I ever wrote. That's a true story. I still have the picture on my phone. Really? Of the of the it's changed over time obviously it's gotten much better about it taking some things out but yeah that's 100 percent true i i have the picture as proof <laughs> fucking, fucking idiots see i never make it home with mcdonald's food i just eat it right in, this is my thing i get a mcchicken sandwich a cheeseburger small fry and a water that's my that's my indulgence yeah yeah and it's always after the kowloon too 
which <laughs> which is weird. Why would I eat? You know, I'm at the Kowloon. Why don't I get? Yeah, you could eat some really good Chinese food, but instead you yeah. just pump your body full of food that's not even real. <laughs> it's not, well, there's a lot of salt in that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, I trust me. I, I, I enjoy it. I eat way too much fast food. Oh, way but you're young, much. and now you're married, so you've given yes. up. Yes. So. <laughs> so now I can get fat. That's the whole point. That's why I got married. Fuck working out. I'm done. I'm, I'm domesticated. I have a rail and a bunch of fences around me. I'm good. I'm good I'm to good. go. I don't have to fucking run away from things or two things. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew, before we let you go, before we find out what else is going on with you, I want to ask you the three questions I ask all of my uh, my guests. Please, if you would, tell me and my listening audience about the first time you were ever on stage, your best time on stage, and then, of course, your worst time on stage, which is usually the funniest of the three stories. Hence, yes. we save it for last. So, please, tell us about your first best and worst. My first time on stage, um, I did an open mic at the Middle East um, with one of my buddies. I was 21. I had never been on stage before in my life. So and I saw one of my friends was doing stand-up, and I, I never would have thought in a million years that he was doing it. So I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's try it. Like If he can do it, I can fucking at least try it. <laughs> so we went to this open mic at the Middle East. I don't know if you've ever been. Um, I was 28th, um, the 28th comic to go up that night. So oh I went on God. at 1.15 in the morning. I I was my friends that I brought were fucking pissed. They had no idea it was going to be a four hour endeavor. And I I went up. I did my set, and I I think it was good. Um, but there was only the people I brought, uh, the guy who booked the show, and then two people that were just asleep in the back of the bar. So, um, I did a joke about Walmart, which I actually still do today. Obviously, still a little you know a little changed around, but uh, I put a lot of time into an effort into you know memorizing it and writing it so uh it was it was fun i I had a good time but uh yeah that's i was i was so nervous at 1 30 in the morning what the yeah why would they do that that's it was i I was like are are all shows like this like i had never even been to a comedy show before you know i'd only kind of watched stand up and seen it on on the internet and you know on tv and stuff like that Um, you know, I'd always loved comedy, but I'd never been to a show. So that was, I would be happier for you, but it's fucking, I'm like, what, why would somebody not stop the show? I know it was, it was rough. Um, but once I saw people go up there, like I was so nervous walking in, like we went out to eat before I couldn't eat a thing and people were just bombing and bombing and bombing. I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like if that's, (laughs) if that's what happens, I'm, I'm fine. No worries. So now, now first time you worried about bombing, what's your best (laughs) time on stage so far? Yeah, my best time. Um, I got to do a set down at Foxwoods, yeah. uh, which was which was really cool. I, I got to do I think it was eight minutes down there, and uh, that was a lot of fun. There was I wasn't expecting much. It was a Wednesday night, and the place was ended up selling out. There was like over two hundred fifty, three hundred people there. Nice. It was an awesome show. I had a great time. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things like you do all those kind of crappy shows, and it just makes those shows that much better. <laughs> yeah. Um. I love, yeah, well, that, that was been a that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going back down there July 17th. Nice. Um, thanks to thanks to how I did there. So I'm looking forward to that. That, that was a really fun night. And now your first was good. Your yes, best was first. really nice. <laughs> now tell us about the worst show. Okay, so <laughs> my worst show. I don't even know if you can call it a show. I. <laughs> it's a it's always a good story when it starts off like i don't even know if you could call it a show really yeah i well i used to surf tables and um 
they did comedy shows in the hotel that I was serving tables in the restaurant. And Mike Atrobus was booking shows up there. So he let me, it was like my third, fourth, and fifth time on stage. I got to do them in front of like 80 people and like an actual audience, which was uh-huh. really cool. And then people in the restaurant that were kind of my regulars started to hear that I would do comedy. So they would be like, oh, hey, why don't you, why don't you tell us some jokes as I'm like serving a table in a full restaurant? And I'm like, well... Well, maybe not now. Maybe after the restaurant closes, we can, you know, put something together. And it was like five tables that were like, yeah, we want to hear you do stand up. I was like, okay, that's going to be cool. So then everything, you know, the, the night ended. I was like, I was getting ready to do it. And then only three people stuck around. <laughs> so they, they sat on a couch. I stood up on the fireplace mantle and I just started telling. This was like probably a month in. So my stuff was very rough at this point. <sighs> and I was just. These guys had just hit me like, yes, hello, another glass of wine, absolutely, to, you know what's fucked up in this world? McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) And they were not enjoying it whatsoever. They were just looking at me because they're like these college professors and stuff. They're just looking at me like, well, this isn't as elegant as I thought it would be. I thought we would get dinner and a show, but this is just a sweaty man yelling at us. (laughs) So that was uh, that was probably the worst experience I had. Oh, but funny. but hey, if I can do that, I can do fucking anything. So. Yeah, if you get the <laughs> shit stuff, then you get that's funny. <laughs> See yeah. what happens with me. So what is you got coming up now that you uh, you go in Foxwood? You're starting to really open up the portfolio and start to put some stuff together. What's uh, yeah. what's your next? Uh, where can people come up and see? I know they can go to your um, website and Facebook and all that. But yeah, uh, I, got, I, I post I post the shows I'm doing every week on Facebook. Um, I got a pretty fun weekend tonight. I got four shows in Boston this weekend. Tomorrow I'm at I'm doing the preliminary round of the Beantown Comedy Riot, which is uh, one of the longest running amateur competitions. So um, I got my first round of that tomorrow night. That's at 7:30 at Dick Doherty's Comedy Den, 184 High Street, below Howl at the Moon. Nice. And then this this weekend on Friday and Saturday, I'm hosting at Nick's Comedy Stop uh, mm. with headliner Will Noonan. Well, so that'll be, good to see that'll Will. be my, my second time there. I've never worked with Will before, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, funny kid. Um, and then Sunday, I'm back at the comedy studio. Very um, nice. We're for a fun show with a bunch of people on that. So you got a full that'll boat. be a lot of fun. Full yeah, boat fun, this weekend. Fun weekend, yeah. Yes. Try, try and take it. You know, I, I, I just want to do as many shows as possible. The more I get up, the better I get. So that's that's the way I'm. I'm taking it, and you got a good attitude, man. You're and you're and you're really funny. And I hope, uh, I hope we get to be on a a real show, not like a showcase or an open mic or something like that. Yeah, but uh, I've been working, I've been working with Rob Steen a little more, so maybe I'll run into you up there and yeah, New Hampshire main circuit. Yeah, I don't have any dates uh, at Manchester for a little bit, but I know I'm at like Hart's Turkey Farm coming up, and yeah. I'm there yeah. July, or August 8th. I'm at Hart's Turkey Farm. Oh, I'm there like two weeks or something like that. Let me see. Well, I'll go through okay. that. Yeah, the 11th, actually. That's when I'm there. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's uh, he was running that show on a on a Thursday, which was great um, because, it, you know, and then it's on a Friday. Now it's on a Friday or a Saturday night, and it's like yeah. the money's not that different. <laughs> right, right. Which I'm like, you know, what? Then why would the fuck would you move it, dude? It's like it's not cost effective anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. But man, it's uh, I, I do. Yeah. I hope. I hope we can, and hopefully it'll be a New Hampshire thing, or maybe even Boston. I gotta get yeah, Boston, wherever. I gotta get yeah, my ass be, back be in awesome. there. Or we can just go roast Ralph Joyle again too. We that could do fun. that. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I we can just uh, go to his house and show up and start doing that. I think I'm next on the list. <laughs> Ralphie's oh, like, really? Ralphie's like, we want to roast you, and I'm like. I don't oh, know, gotta, dude. Gonna, most most of the people, I'm, I don't know. They I'm don't know me. Writing. 
Like they don't know me <laughs> enough to where like I with, with Ralphie, I knew Ralphie where you kind of joke about it. And then I could look at Ralphie yeah. and I go, I've known you and you've, and I can, and so it's not only this, you know, comedy stories, it's actually some, you know, you know, cause I don't like the harshness of the roasts. Like, yeah, comedy, no, I agree. Yeah. It, especially when you don't know somebody you have to attack. Like I was just yeah. going after his, the way he, the, the little I've known about from when I talked to him and just the way he looks and all this stuff that, you know, and it's it's tough. So and that for was you, a, that it, was a fun roast gonna... though. That was a fun roast because it was it, it was, was really fun. It yeah. was funny and it was zinging, but it was very heartfelt as well. And it's not yeah. like it, you know, everybody was like, eh, "Fuck you, fatty." Yeah, and he and he kept trying to heckle his own his own roasters, which was great. Yeah, I and I'm like, back. dude, it's terrible. <laughs> you're supposed to shut up and just take it, right? And right. then when you go up, you're supposed to fuck everybody. That's the way it works. Yeah. Right. But Drew, yeah, Matt, let me know if you yeah, do that. I'll, I'll get you on. You so bad. I can, I can get awesome. you on. We can do that. But Drew, it's uh, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming by. Uh, it's been great seeing you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Drew Dunn, very funny. Go see him at Drew Dunn Comedy and all his Facebook sites. But Drew, thanks so much. Have a great night, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thanks, right. thanks again for having me. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Drew Dunn, everybody. They're going crazy. Yeah, they love they love them. They're loving them some Drew Dunn. That's what they are. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fun show. Now it's time to wrap it up. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, tomorrow night, Thursday, the aforementioned triple is in effect. Uh, I got a corporate gig in the morning. Uh, then I'm at the Kowloon doing the private show. And then I'm heading up to Fodies in Nashua, New Hampshire. So it's a, it's a moderate, moderate money day. <laughs> A lot of work, but not a lot of money. Um, uh, Friday, here's the big news. Friday at the Kowloon, I'll be back at the Kowloon, doing two shows Friday with headliner Joe Yannetti and the WWE's Dolph Ziggler. That's right, a wrestler. He's a wrestler, but he's funny. Apparently, he's he's been doing comedy for a while. He's uh, extremely funny, and uh, he's going to be there hosting the show, and that's on Friday. And Saturday night, I have a TBA, so I don't have enough information. But ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, you want to do some uh, audio promos, just email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com or call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, we're going to do a call-in guest because it's July 1st. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. We'll see you soon. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.